Hello, dear listeners. How are you? You're listening to Jaywood Radio. Now is the radio show Havaret and Olad here with you, Abraham Brady Line. This is the live broadcast. Today is Wednesday, November 4th. And Bezat Hashem, we have a whole hour um, to dealing with the most critical issues on the topic of raising children. And of course, let me to invite you and tell you that um, this radio show actually dedicated for you, especially for you, dear parents or teachers, educators, when you're struggling with some issues and you need some help, maybe you need time to illuminate some dark um, angles in the issue of raising children, you are more than invited to do it. You can share us. Um, share with us your difficulties. A phone number for text messages, 347-927-8398. That's 347-927-8398. If you want to call in during this radio show, you can do it in um, 718 718-683-5858. 718-683-5858. Well, dear listeners, lately I um, neglected the issue of um, of uh, discipline, and this month so many issues of discipline came up, and I saw that something happened in the public, and there so many many um, requires from parents to dealing with the issue of discipline, to say a few words about the discipline. So let me to open this radio show with a few words about the issue of discipline. Well, when you're standing in a crowd and you ask people, tell me what topic you want me to speak on, what topic you want me to give the attention, most of parents say, we want you to talk about discipline because it's really, really difficult. It's gives us a hard time with the kids when they are undisciplined. It's not so comfortable to raise up children when they're not disciplined. And I would like to illuminate one point of the discipline that I think this is um, the more dominant point that we have to be aware of that. Um, we all have something in common. We all want our children to be your Asia mind, to be with your Asia mind, even not a big tzaddikim, even a basic Asia mind. I want my child, when he grow up, when he already grown, I want him to be very honest with people. When he makes his business, I want him to be an honest person. I want him to be very, very innocent, without um, some parts that make people, um, um, you know, sophisticated for the bad side of this, uh, of, of this definition of sophisticated. I want him to be Tom the Yashar, to be Tzadi. That's it. Even if he will not um, learning to roll over the day, even if he is not going to be Gadol the Israel, but I want him to be with the basic Yerachamai. And the key question is, what is the major thing that if I put a focus on it, 
I can ensure myself that my child will grow up the right way. He will grow up to be an honest person. How we can do that? Surprisingly, the answer is by discipline. And I know that in the first five, it's what discipline has to do with the dealing of, uh, you know, with the issue of to be an honest person, to be tadikri ashar. Let me to explain it. What is the concept of Yerachamayim? What will be the thing that will be the barrier for me to not do improper things? What can stop me? The answer is very simple, the Yerachamayim. Yerachamayim's concept says that you have, that you know that there is an authority above you and the authority has rules, and you have to follow those rules. You cannot break in rules. You have to follow orders. You know you have Ten Commandments. You have the, you know that you have the Torah. You have the mitzvot. You have what Chazal says. And you have to follow orders all over your life. It's not a simple thing about this is the concept of Yerachamayim. Yerachamayim means I know there is a balabait to the world. I know there is the Lord of the world. There is an authority, and the authority has rules, and I have to keep them. That way, when even when I'm staying at my home and I'm alone, and nobody sees me, and I have a really great desire to make a sin, to make chet, I wouldn't do it. And why I wouldn't do it? Nobody's going to know about it. Nobody's going to give me a comment of it. Nobody's going to know about it. So what is the real problem? Why I will not make a sin when, when I convince it, nobody watches me? The answer is Yerachamayim. Yerachamayim stops me. Yerachamayim says, stop. Someone is always watching you. Always watch your steps. Always he's looking at you. And you're not alone, even if you don't see it. If you, even if you don't feel him, he is around you, he is above you. He knows everything you do. The Pasuk says, the Pasuk says, um, When you're sitting in a darkness, it's just like you're sitting in a light in front of Hashem, because Hashem sees everything. And when I want to grow up my children that way, I want them to internalize from their childhood. Their, there is a balabai to the world. There is a Lord of the world. The world has a honor. It's not, you cannot do whatever you want. The world is not after. There are rules. And even if there is no any officer aside you, but there is Hashem that He watching you. How can I make this value internalized by my child? How can I make it happen? The answer is demonstration. 
we need to demonstrate and to practice with our children the concept of the authority, the concept of rules. I call it world of rules. I mean, if my child growing up in the world with the concept of authorities, with the concept of, in other words, discipline, then my child is growing up in an environment, in an atmosphere of discipline, atmosphere of rules, atmosphere which says the world is not a hacker. You're not going to do whatever you want. And my child has to feel that, not to know that. It's not going by the cognitive sides of a person. You can reach this goal only through the uh, emotionals, the emotions of your child, the experiences. Allow me to give you a few examples for that. Let's say that my child, his name is Yossi, and Yossi wants a candy when we are going out shopping. And he says, Mommy, I want this candy. Can I have it? Now, let's say that you think that it's not good for him right now. He just left the dental treatment right now. I'm not going to let you to eat this candy. And you decided to not give it to him. Did not give him the candy. And then you say, Yossi, no, I'm not going to buy it for you. And then Yossi says, Mommy, please, I want this candy. And don't you remember you promised me that if I will behave, so you're going to give me that. And I behave as well. Please give me. And you say, no, Yossi. And Yossi start to make shaming in the shop. You're barking on a... On a he laying on the floor, and he's banging with his hands and, and his legs. And he starts screaming, and he says, I want it, I want it, you're not a good mommy. I don't want to leave in your home. I don't want you to be my mommy. And very, very uh, shocking sentences that they are specialists to say that in, that in those critical times. Now, if you stay calm, and you say, Yossi, I said that I'm not going to buy any candy for you. And you just keep going with your shopping cart. And you try to ignore him, completely, completely ignore him. And you keep your uh, day schedule just like anything happened. Then you demonstrate in front of your child that he cannot control you. I'll give you one more example. Um, let's say that um, your child, let's say that if I suggest to someone that I have a spatial remote control, Special remote control with a lot of buttons that actually operate all his body's systems. And I ask a person, tell me, do you want to have one of that? Do, do you want to have a remote control that you have full control 
all over your body function. Do you want it? If he's smart, he will say, no, I don't want it. Because I have to be responsive. I have to take the responsibility to push the button of my heartbeat, of my inner um, body parts. I cannot do it. I cannot follow it. Before you're getting sleep, you have to push the button of your uh, heartbeat, your inner uh, systems in your body. It's really scary. There are some things that we work do not control it because if I forget to operate something, even for a moment, I wouldn't be there to worry about it. I just passed away. Does anybody want a remote control that Hashem will give him the full control of his body? No. Because if I go into sleep and I forget to operate uh, the timer of my body system, I wouldn't wake, wake up in the morning. It's very concerning, right? So there are many, many things that we worth that Hashem will take control. He will take the responsibility. If I offer you to handle a remote control, which controlling the sun, the sunshine, and the moonlight, and the stars, and the circle of earth, do you want to control it? Do you know what kind of responsibility you have? What what a responsibility you have in your hands? Do you want to have it, hold it? Of course not. The biggest things in the world we're not, uh, is not in our control. It's out of our control. It's in control of gosh. Only Him can do it the best way. And we want it to be in His hands, right? Now let's go back to Yossi. When Yossi is screaming, when Yossi wants something, he's yelling and he's banging on the, uh, on the floor, and he makes shaming. If you start dancing by his music, I mean, you're getting nervous, you're angry with him, even if you don't give him what he wanted, but you got nervous, but you say, Yossi, I told you to stop. Look what a shame. Look what you've done. Next time you're not going with me to shopping. Anyway, even if he didn't get what he wanted, but in the bottom line, he started to internalize the very scary act that he has kind of remote control. When he pushes the buttons, you start dancing by his music, by his beat. It's really scary. He started to feel that he has an infinity power that he can do something and he's breaking your regular behavior. He's controlling you. It's really scary thought for a child that he has the ability to control his parents. I mean, the home atmosphere, very calm, just a regular afternoon. 
And suddenly he started to acting, and then the entire house getting into a tense, the parents getting nervous. Then the subtext of it, that our children start to internalize, I have a remote controller, I can, so I able to control the atmosphere of the house. It was very calm, and now it's so nervously. And I did it. I made it. I have the power. It's really scaring our children. And it's scaring fully contrast against the rule of Rachamani. Rachamani means there is an authority that you cannot break the rules. You cannot control it. You cannot influence it. The authority is above of you. It's a higher than you. You cannot reach and you cannot infect. You cannot affect the authority. This is the concept of Rachamani. Rachamani means there are rules heavenly rules, you have to follow it, you cannot break the rules, you cannot control the rules. And that's the goal we so try to reach. So when we try and we succeed to implement a policy, policy of discipline in our home, our children growing up in an atmosphere of discipline. Discipline it, it's not a matter of some specific or certain uh, incident in, at home. Not at all. The discipline concept talking about the atmosphere of the home. If the atmosphere, I mean 75% of the atmosphere is an atmosphere of discipline. Nobody can do whatever he wants. There are a schedule, daily schedule. There is a certain time to wake up in the morning, certain time for eating supper, certain time for getting sleep, that time. If 80% or even 75% of your home function going in an atmosphere of discipline, you have a healthy discipline. It's going to be great for your child. When he's growing up, she will be more fit, to be more prepared to receive the, the perception of the Racha mind, the perception of the world has a bus. You cannot do whatever you want. There is an authority. There are rules. You have to keep them. Because all over his childhood, that's the kind of world that he knew. That's the world he knew. He knew a world of rules, an atmosphere of rules. So it's going to be so easier to him to percept, to receive the perception of the perception of the Racha mind. And it's very, very important. There is directly impact from discipline to the Rachamayim of your child's future. Because the whole concept of Chinuch is to looking for the long term. It doesn't really important what happened right here and right now. But the most important thing is 
what's going to develop from these from these situations of the life for the long term to look few years forward what's going to be there if my child experiences day by day year by year that he is absorbing the atmosphere of rules of calm rules not nervous not punishments and don't even prizes only discipline let's paint a ruler on the right side let's put the prizes okay the rewards on the left side let's put a punishment okay we all agree this is those two edges right punishment I can push you to do something I can activate your behavior by punishment by threatening you and I can push you to do something by rewards by promises right this is the ruler I call it the activity ruler many 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 ways how to activate my child but in the center of this ruler we have to put the discipline discipline says you have to follow orders not because expectation for rewards and not because the threat of punishment you just have to follow orders just because you have to in New York I had learned very interested uh, very interesting answers to the kids when kids when a child asks but mommy why why do I have to do that then she says because because this is in another words the concept of discipline not because of punishment not because the expectation for any reward just because because just because of the discipline this is the real secret how to um, to raising up to grow up children with the right attitude to receive the Yuracha mind in the future because the Yuracha mind says follow rules now dear listeners a phone number for your text messages that's three four seven nine two seven eighty three ninety eight I repeat that three four seven nine three four seven nine two seven eight three nine eight if you want to call in a phone number seven one eight six eight three fifty eight fifty eight now this other show we're going to a small musical break and after this musical break, I will give you more details about my uh, next visit in New York very, very soon. I will give you some details, so stay with us right after the musical break. I traveled halfway across the world to see a sage. He lived like such a poor man in this day and age I said, where's your leather couches? Where's your golden chandelier? Where's your walk-in closet For all the stuff you could wear? Well, all you got's that suitcase, my friend, ain't that true? I said, yeah 
but you know that I'm just passing through. And that's when he said, I'm just like you. I'm just passing through, just like you. My heart wants to feel something that's real. And my mind hopes to find treasures of another kind. And if you had my eyes, you'd see a palace for you and me. Although we've been forever living in this town, people say he never really settled down. They say, where's your leather couches? Where's your golden chandelier? Where's your walk-in closet? All the stuff you could wear The neighbors talk but they don't understand The things he's collecting you can't hold in your hand Like he said I'm just like you I'm just passing through just like you Treasures of another kind And if you had my eyes you'd see A palace For you and me For you and me
Oh, uh, we're here back with you, the listeners, and you're listening to Jewish Radio, Haaretz and Olat. And now, as I promised to you before we went to the musical break, to give you more details about my next visit. So that's rather a shame. My next visit is going to be on January 10th through January 25th. Um, this is two weeks. I'm going to be in New York and around. And uh, we have a special parenting workshop um, in Williamsburg. So if you want to join a workshop or if you want to schedule to set up an appointment, private consultation with me um, in Brooklyn and Flatbush, you can do it. Or at your home. We can do the meetings also in your home. Uh, well, we have a limited spot for um, the workshop in Williamsburg. Um, it's for men and women, of course. Uh, so if you want uh, full details and you want to register to our workshop, it's a workshop of three sessions. Is that a shame that build step-by-step uh, the concept of education, how dealing with the most popular um, issues with the kids. Uh, you can also visit uh, my uh, website at um, abraham-crossbarzilai.com. Um, uh, you, can, uh, you can also uh, um, go on my website and you can get uh, more details. Also, um, if you want to set up an appointment, I'll give a phone number, um, phone number of Mrs. Ilana. She's taking care about all my visits. So even if you want to um, make an order of one of my lectures, you want to arrange a lecture in your home or maybe in your community, even if you want a full Shabbaton weekend, to your community, to your uh, people, um, of course, you can still um, uh, do it. The phone number of Mrs. Ilana is 347-701-7588. That's 347-701-7588. Is that the same at the beginning of... January, um, in the beginning of January, my visit will be. And also, um, because of my uh, next visit, we opened a WhatsApp group that people can be updated um, in this group. So write the number. You just have to send uh, require to join this group, and uh, they will contact you. Um, a phone number for the WhatsApp group only, and I emphasize only, it's plus 972-58-405-2000. I repeat, for WhatsApp group, for updates, before my visit, during my visit, um, some video files of lectures of mine, um, questions and answers, and everything else, um, WhatsApp group only, send a request via 972-58-405-2000. 
Now, we approach to your question that you already sent. I need to remind you that you can keep and send us your text messages. 347-927-8398. That's 347-927-8398 for your text messages. Well, the first text is, how can we hear these shirim again? Or if we miss one also... Well, of course, you can go on my, my website, abraham-barzilai.com slash ENG. On the bottom of radio show, you can find um, the list of the updated uh, radio show. Uh, you can also go on the website of jwebradio.com, um, archive, and then Harayatana Lab, and then you can listen to all these uh, shielding. You said that kids should just listen because parents say so, and not punish. But what if they don't? Well, this is a very, very good question. In my lectures, I'm always talking about to speak to the kids in a command tone, but not getting used to use punishment. Because there are some homes that Establish the old relationship with, with the kids on the base of punishment, and it's not going so. This is not the way. And the concept of punishment will never make you to make, to make one step forward. Maybe you can use it like an avoidance from doing bad things because he's, because he's fear right now. And he's going to grow up. He's going to break the entire rules. That's for sure. Because the post-trauma of the punishment all over his childhood and the experience actually proves it, okay? You shouldn't be uh, so smart to know that. It's very, very simple. But the question of you, dear listener, is what if they don't? They don't listen to me. And I said it again and again, and they don't listen to me. I'm going to teach you a secret. You just have to know how to use it, and you figure it out. I'll give you an example. Let's say that I'm standing, I'm standing nearby my child, Yossi, and I tell him, let's say that he's seven years old, and I tell him, Yossi, please go into the shower right now. And yes, he keeps playing with his mm, Lego blocks, and he's ignoring me. But I say again and again and again, I hold his hand, and I don't let him to keep playing with his toys. And I, not, I don't enable him to do anything else. Just stand here, and I'm saying a tone of command, not... Not like I'm begging him, please, Yossi, go take a shower. No. In a tone of command. Yossi, now you're taking a shower. Right now. And let's say that he don't listen to me. And I repeat my command again and again and again and again, even for 30 minutes, okay? Just stay calm and say it again and again and again. When Yossi still refused to follow orders, then you say so. You say, 
Look here. By the world's rules, kids should listen to their parents. Now, when you don't listen to me, you're actually breaking the world's rules. You're not going by the rules. You're going out of trick. I really disappointed you. But now I'm stopped telling you to go and take a shower because I have something else to do. But don't think that I gave up for you. That's right. Now, right now, I have to go to wash dishes or something like this. I have something to do. But you, you see, you have to know that I'm still, like, standing here and demand it again and again and again. And as long as you don't take in the shower, you're not going by the rules. And when you say these words, you're not going by the rules, Leave him and leave the place, okay? Go to the, to the kitchen or to your room, to your room to do something. Don't let him to respond your words. And why? Because we know there is a rule in the creation. This is a spiritual rule. When someone doing something again and again and again, he actually breaks it. It's getting harder and harder and solid in his spirit. Let's say that you have someone that he's very, very sensitive. He's very, very Rahman, have mercy of anyone. And let's say that he got a new job, that he has to be the one who kills people because the Malchut make a Gezerat to kill them. Let's say this is his job. This is the only job he finds. He has to kill people, criminal people. When he did it for the first time in his life, he had nightmares. He cannot fall asleep all over the night. Because he had he have nightmares. What have I done? I killed. I stopped. I cut it up life of a person. But when he do it again and again and again and one more criminal, one more criminal person, he killed them one by one. Suddenly, this Rahman, this sensitive person, person, becoming an aggressive one. If you never make him nervous, he's going to kill you also. So three years passed, he was so sensitive, so had mercy of anyone. And suddenly he's so cruelly. You know why? Because he did, cruelly did, again and again and again, and as long as he did repeatedly, he became that. People used to say, fake it till you make it. I say, fake it. Till you be it. So when my child refused to follow orders, when I tell him, Yossi, go take a shower, and he say no, 
And I said, yes. And he said, no. I said, yes. He said, no. If he says the last word, we have a taste of win, taste of victory. I won. I won my parents. But if I don't get into a fight with him, I just say, yes, by the rules of the world, kids should listen to their parents. You are going out of the rules. And I leave the place. I don't give him the opportunity to say an answer. I left him with the bad taste in his tongue. So the experience he left out from this incident, it's a negative experience. Because he says to himself, my mother didn't get in fight with me, didn't punish me, didn't threaten me, nothing. She just, she just told me. She just showed me that I'm not going by the rules. Even if he doesn't really understand the specific words he said, but he really understands the tone. I have no personal fight with you. You're just not going by the rules. So I leave him with a bad taste. For the next time, he wouldn't, be, he wouldn't want to be there, to be in that place. When you do it again and again and again, after 10, 20 times it happened, he starts to make the linkage between the incident of argument with my parents to the consequence of every argument ending with a bad taste for me. So when you tell him, go take a shower, in there uh, 25 times, then he will work to do that instead of start argument with you. And this is the secret, because every experience that someone experiences again and again and again, it's getting deeper and deeper in his soul. Deeper and deeper. So if he has in the end of uh, the argument, he has a taste of victory. Then he's going to be stronger and stronger and undisciplined. But if every argument ends with a bad taste that the parents just say, you're not going by the rules, so he feels bad. We call it in, in the professional terms, it's called um, the conditioning glow. To make the linkage between the the arguments to the results of it, this is a bad, a bad, uh, um, bad taste. Okay. Now one more um, text message, and you can still keep uh, you can keep uh, send us your text messages. A phone number for text three four seven. Nine two seven eight three nine eight. That's three four seven nine two seven eighty three ninety eight. How do I get my six years old cooperate with me without always feeling like I have to present a negative consequence or a threat? 
I have tried positive, but it didn't work out. Well, um, the answer is very simple. Um, my favorite example is uh, the example of Amazing Savings. Do you know Amazing Savings Store and Avenue M? You know, it's like when you're getting inside the, um, the store, you can notice there, there is a background music in the air. For the first two seconds, for the first two minutes, you're getting inside the store, you realize these songs, this music in the background. But after two minutes, you're getting used to the, this music, and you start to put a focus on the most important things that it's called prizes, right? When you go out this um, store, if someone asks you, tell me, what was the last song you hear there? Most of chances, 100%, you will not remember that because it's not important to you. The background music became part of the atmosphere of the store, not more than that. So I don't even realize what kind of music are played in this store. This really honors you, right? Now, the same thing in our home. There are many, many ingredients of the home. Many, many things, many, many little spots that together began to be, becomes uh, the atmosphere of my home. Every home has his, its own smell. Um, on style. There's some houses, the windows always open. They wanted fresh air inside. There are kinds of homes, they always close um, the windows. They, they wanted more warm. There is something which called the atmosphere of a certain home. It's, and it's getting different from home to home. Each family has it's unique. Now, part of your home is many, many talks in the air. Always we have comments, we have comments, we have demands. Always we're talking, we're talking a lot. Moishi, you did that, you did that. Yossi, did you finish your homework? Miri, please go to the grocery and buy a milk. Many, many orders and commands that became an integral part of our home. Now, it's just like an amazing savings. For the first two minutes when he came back from school, he really noticed you're talking. But after two minutes, he put a focus on the most important things like his toys, his Lego blocks, his games, his iPad, if he tells someone. So when you complaining and you say, are you that, are you a that? Don't you hear what I, don't you listen to what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, I'm a that. You're also a that when you're getting inside amazing things, right? If I ask you what was the last song you played in this store, no chance you remember that. 
the same thing. Our thoughts became an integral part of our home. And this is the dominant issue here. If you want to re-implement a healthy discipline in your home, first stage is, sorry for the bad words, but shut up your mouth. For two weeks, for two weeks, not more than that, for two weeks, turn off the, the background music of your home. Turn it off. Let your kids be getting used to the new environment. An atmosphere of a silence. Now, after two weeks, don't play the music back. You have to pick up two or maybe three the most important demands that Yossi must do. And then start to demand only these three demands and not more than that. Why? Two games. The first game is it's going to be easier to you as a parent to stay consistent on your demands. When you ask, let's say that you picked up three demands, yes, you have to take a shower, yes, he has to hang his uh, uh, pajama uh, in the place, and he has to make homework, okay? Now, when you say, yes, please take a shower, you have the passion to be consistent. It's going to be easier to you to stay consistent until he does it. Because he picked up only three things, it's going to be easier to you. Don't you understand that? It's very, very simple. And game B is, it will be easier to your child to follow your command. Because you ask only for three things. It's going to be easier to him because if we just play if we could to recording all our day, you can account you can count more than one hundred demands a day. What is the chance he will be able to follow one hundred demands a day? And believe me, it's more than that. Try to record yourself to play uh, uh, recording all over the day. Try it. In, in, in the evening, sit with your husband and count how many demands you say from 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. Much more than 100. What is the chance he will be able to follow your orders? But if you pick up only three, you have the power to stay consistent, to be patient, to stay calm, because the secret of discipline is to stay calm. Do not let him feel that he has the remote control, as we say. And secondly, it will be easier to your child to follow your orders. But please, don't discover you to your child that you only ask for three demands. Okay? This is inner decision of yours. Don't tell to your child. 
your child has to getting to, to getting used to the fact when mommy says something, I have to follow her orders. The very fact that she asked only for three things, he didn't realize, okay? He didn't notice it. This is your a little secret. Don't tell to your child. In your child's perspective, he has to know when mommy says something, I have to follow her orders, no games. Well, the listeners, our radio show is about to end, so let me to remind you that Bezat Hashem, in the beginning of January, I'm going to make a visit of two weeks in New York, and we have a workshop in Williamsburg, three sessions, very, very interesting, and we inviting you to be to participate there. Um, the phone number for uh, schedule an appointment with me, or if you want to invite me, uh, to your community, to your home, uh, for uh, meeting the one-on-one, or if you want private consultation, or even if you want a whole evening event, lecture in your home, you can do it at the number of Ilana. The phone number is um, 347 701 7588, that's 347-701-7588. If you want to be up to date, all details of my visit, just send a request to our WhatsApp group to the phone number 972-58-405-2000. For WhatsApp group only, 972 972- uh, 5840520000 also you can send me uh, messages or whatever you want to my private email box the address is abrahameducation at gmail.com that's abrahameducation as one word at gmail.com or to avraham with double m 18 at gmail.com I want to give a full thanks to Mr. Nissim Lazari, the manager of this radio station, to Mrs. Ilana Lazari, which taking care about my visit, and a full thanks to Iran Yaakov for taking care about the technical side of this radio show, and to you, the listeners. Thank you for your questions, for your participation in our radio show and our lectures. We'll see you on January. Be with us. Have a Shabbat Shalom and Mevorach.